Hello, friends. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the board game review room. I am Paco Garcia, and this is a podcast in which we sit down around the table because we are very civilized and we play a board game or a card game uh, for the first time ever, ever for us. And uh, then we tell you what we think about it. So you decide whether you want to buy the game or not. I am not alone. I haven't been alone for some time. I'd leave you if I could. Does that help? Michael Chamberlain here, Learning Rules. He's not alone in physical presence. Max Murray here. <laughs> With you, Max, it's impossible not to be alone at some level. <laughs> you're, you're merely a target for my ranting. <laughs> That's all you are. Me? You I and Lady Gaga. Gaga, I was going to say. I thought it was Lady Gaga, but hey, never mind. Listeners, uh, the reason we, we are talking about it like this, this is a quantum conversation. Add another zero. Exactly. And it doesn't seem to make any sense, but if you understand the whole concept, it fits around nicely about anything. Quantum is... Um, Michael, this is one of the games that you saw at Spiel and, yes. and said, get it, get it! Yeah, this was one I actually saw on the list before Spiel when we made sure that we got an interview with the people at Funforge mm. because Quantum looked like it was going to be a good game. And from what I've seen reading the rules, and we've got a clip by Eric Zimmerman to play you as well, it looks like it's going to do everything right. I don't expect to be disappointed, which is always nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm very rare. Um, first, well, shall we listen to the clip? Yeah. Hi, this is Eric Zimmerman. I'm the designer of Quantum, published by Funforge, and I'm here to tell you a little bit about the game. In Quantum... You are a ruthless fleet commander with a small squadron of spaceships, and your goal is to take over the sector planet by planet. You do this with quantum cubes, incredibly huge continent-sized machines in orbit around a planet that rip out all of the energy and life from it. If you can place all of your quantum cubes on planets around the sector, you win the game. In quantum, you have a whole bunch of beautiful colored six-sided dice, these dice are your ships. The number that's showing on a ship is its movement. So a one is very slow and a six is very fast. But the number is also the power of the ship, with low numbers more powerful. So a one is a battle station, very slow but incredibly strong. And a six is your scout, the fastest ship in your fleet, but also the lightest and most easily destroyed. Every ship also has a unique special ability. A two, a flagship, can transport other dice in your fleet. And a five, the interceptor, can move diagonally. It's the most maneuverable ship in your fleet. You can place your quantum cubes on planets by having the right combinations of dice around the planet. If your dice total in orbit around, the, around a planet exactly equal the planet number, then you can place a cube there. So there's a puzzle-like quality to the gameplay as you try and get the right dice in the right positions around the right planet. At the same time, Quantum is really a strategy game, and there are a lot of tactics to the ship-to-ship -ship combat. There are also cards in Quantum that give you unique special powers that lead to different gameplay strategies, and you end up using the ship abilities and card powers together, mixing and matching and chaining them to move your ships around on the map, change their numbers, and get them to the right spots to build quantum cubes. 
The map itself is made out of modular tiles, and the game comes with 30 different map designs for two, three, or four players. These maps really change the play experience. A small map can be like an intense battle arena, and a larger map is often more about exploration and slowly building up your fleet. There are even suggestions in the rules about how to design your own maps, and I love seeing what our players are coming up with. Now, despite the way that it may look with all of the dice, Quantum is a deep strategy game. At the same time, it's fairly short. A two-player game is about 30 minutes, and a four-player game is usually less than an hour, depending on the map that you're using. So Quantum is a game with an epic space opera feel, but a short playtime, and yet is still deep and replayable. I hope you get a chance to play it, and I hope you enjoy Quantum. Thanks. Thank you, Eric, very, very much. Um, by the way, congratulations on, on the game. Yeah, even before we play it. Now, production values. Yes. Oh, my. Yeah, we've seen your unboxing video of this. We know that you're excited. I am very excited, I have to say. Uh, I was very, very happy, very, very pleased with uh, the production values of this game. Um, for starters, and, and this is the... The, the biggest uh, brownie point for me that a game can have, li listeners, listen, listen to this. That is the player board being hit against my head. That, and not only because I don't shoot parallel hit it against the microphone. That is how thick and how lovely and how well made this player board is. Known you were going to do that, Paco, I'd have volunteered. <laughs> <laughs> The playboards are very high quality, yes. They're lovely. They're seriously, seriously listeners. They are absolutely delightful at every level. Same thickness, in fact, as the map tiles. Yes. Definitely a good gauge of cardboard on both of those. Mm -hmm. The map tiles, there is a massive stack of them for the modular boards that you can build. Yep. So if you get really into it, there are different setups you can do, keeping the game fresh, even after lots of plays, you'd hope. I believe at Essen as well, there was a promo piece that's available through Board Game Geek as well mm -hmm. that goes even beyond the base game and adds in more rules if you want to expand on it already. No, the cardboard stock is really, really good, and the art on them. The, the artwork is fantastic, and, and we have to name the artists. Uh, I apologize for butchering your names, guys. I really do apologize. Uh, Kieran Yana and uh, George's... Buchelhagen or something in those lines. I am sorry, it's my accent. Agreeing with you, Packer, that uh, especially the cover of the box is absolutely amazing. It's like a, like a sort of homage to an 80 sort of sci-fi film poster, and it's, it's just perfect. Yeah. It's like someone created Event Horizon but made it upbeat. <laughs> yeah, well, you'd have to <laughs> from that film. True. Yeah, I, I like this, this light steampunky kind of little details that they have added to the whole thing is lovely um i i would like to mention as well the dice um that this game comes with a lot of dice and i don't know what's about them but i love how they feel in the hand when you get the whole lot they really roll so nice they feel my hand so nicely indeed is 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 gorgeous I'd agree, but for the fact that I found one amongst them that's got a definite defect in the form. Yeah, it's a it. quantum die. It's, it's warped. It's got a cancerous growth, Paco. I like my dice Euclidean and balanced. 
that, that that's weird i mean granted there are spaces where you don't need to be able to roll them yeah but that is quite strange i have to i, I agree with you but it is it is only one in a pack of what i yeah. don't know 28 totally yeah you know there are a lot of dice in this game yeah and we've got tiny tiny cubes as well yeah plastic translucent little cubes uh which are really cute i'm i'm so pleased that they haven't gone uh, the wouldn't way it just totally wouldn't work with no. the theme, would yeah it? yeah correct it would have been an absolute mistake massive massive mistake having slightly translucent sort of cubes that match the the dice colors definitely yeah. goes with the sci-fi theme better agreed uh and two decks of cards two decks uh, of cards okay max shall we let you uh, get on with them the art is amazing on the plus side yeah matching them you know the quality of the rest of the game but they're warped they're just not flat they're quantum cards they're, they're, they're not quite as bad as like a Victorian viaduct but they're still <laughs> they're still pretty warped it is yeah. a bit disappointing they're, they're a thinner stock than the average cards yeah. are sleeve them they'll probably be okay but mm -hmm. they're still a thinner gauge of card than we'd hope I think yeah it, it is it is is the only thing in the game that uh, the production has suffered a little bit but then on the other hand, uh, as far as I'm concerned, cards is the least worrying aspect for, of a game for me because they are very easy to sleeve. So from, from that point of view, I'd rather have thinner cards that I can sleeve than thinner tiles to make the board with or, 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 or bad printing on the tiles. Yeah. I will say each of the cards as well appears to have uh, individual artwork for yeah. each card. There aren't any repetitions of the card types that I can see. There aren't in the white deck, the black deck, there are uh, several repetitions that I come stand up. stand corrected. Cards. No, but still, even if in the white deck there aren't any repetitions, that is a lot of hard work yeah. going into the game. That's the bigger deck of the two. Yeah. So, during play for this, we're going to be trying to get our five quantum cubes onto the planets. The first player to do that wins the game. The different sides of the dice give us different free actions. We've got three action points a turn that we can use as well for redesigning our ships to other settings, bringing ships onto the board, moving them round, and constructing more cubes, as well as research stuff, which is going to give us these cards that give us either one-shot abilities or these long-lasting game-changing effects. For a space-based dice game, you already said, Paco, there was another game that you were worried it was going to be trying to emulate. Yeah, I thought it was going to be very similar to Alien Frontiers. I was very worried that it was going to be, you know, because planets, dice, space... <gasps> It sounded very much like Alien Frontiers. Yeah, uh, and yet we're not rolling handfuls of dice for no. this. I think it's going to be a rare turn that we roll two dice hmm. on this. So it's a long way from that, even though, as you say, aesthetically just looking at it, you'd have to wonder. Yes, exactly. That, that's what I was worried about. But that's fine. Um, the rules book look absolutely gorgeous. Well, Michael, how did it read? Actually, really comfortable. Um, there's some different concepts in here that you're not used to the fact that you know these dice aren't so much dice more six-sided player pieces mm -hmm. so you, once you get your head around that it's very easy and thankfully for teaching it the player boards are amazing everything you need is on there separate spaces for everything that you need to keep track of spaces mm -hmm. for cards that are going to make it very easy to know how many you're allowed to have and when it's too many and you're going to have to swap things out all the ship's special abilities, which there's one for each side of the die, is there, and the turn structure and which actions are available to mm. you. Brilliant. For teaching it, the player boards are not only an amazing quality, 
aesthetically they're beautiful and they do the damn job they're so well laid out for it as well I mean you know that everything is so clear yeah there's enough space and I think it's too cluttered but it's got everything on it they're they're really really good really good I wish more games had boards like this mm. fantastic attention to detail as well that every player has different spaceships yeah. design just spotting that which I think you know that that is a detail that didn't need to be there and yet it really adds yes another a notch yeah. of quality and an ambient to the whole thing it's, it's just brilliant the yeah, whole thing is it, lovely it, it matches the the alien race that you have so I've got a slightly colder Imperium which are a lot more uh, straight edges kind of ships to go with it whereas you, you're a weird kind of Mars attacks type alien mm. and your your ships are a lot sort of curvier and, and it matches the, the dome on your head yes Right. And that was my character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks really promising. Yes, well, I, I say, why don't we stop ranting and, and rambling and uh, get on with it and play? kills people even in space yeah he does doesn't he not much but when it matters apparently <laughs> well um michael you were you were quite outspoken about this first should we uh, should we start with you your thoughts uh, this was really good fun this is nothing like alien frontiers no. i'm pleased to say although i do love that game very much this is much more abstract in its style you can try and plan turns ahead the special abilities are there, but they're not overwhelming, I'd say. I don't know what you guys think on that. I didn't feel they were overwhelming, but I did feel they were pivotal. I don't think you can get the most out of the game without using those abilities. I think they work really well just because everyone has them all the time and every one of them for all six numbers is useful. It's not like one's going to be especially more dominating than the other. They all allow you to adjust to your situation quite well from what we just experienced anyway. I can imagine if you had a, an abundance of one number, mm. then that would, that would perhaps be an issue. But, I mean, that's, it's quite unlikely. But then you can reform your ships for an action. Exactly. Really nice, so, isn't it? Yeah, no, I, th I thought the numbers and the abilities and numbers were great. My, my biggest problem with the game, actually, I enjoyed it, for the reference, quite a lot. Um, and one, in case I wasn't clear. Uh, <laughs> was this actually, may have helped. Actually, the ability cards, um, they're really powerful and at the same time irrelevant, if that makes sense. Um, I got to use them from planting my cubes on the actual planet, so I just got to use them for free. But I think to actually build them up in your research to get one takes so long... I mean, Michael, you you got up to four, which is three actions you used to get that far, and you didn't get a card. I I just never bothered. Yeah. It just seemed a bit too slow, not quite balanced enough to give you to give you any cards worth your while. But the two cards you got for two of the cards that you got for putting down cubes just gave you a plus two to dominance, which when you get that up to six listeners means that you just get to slam a cube to the planet. By slamming the cube to the planet, in this case, max one, mm. but it also meant means that you'd get to get another card yeah i think there's a slight runaway leader issue on these cards 
once you start getting planets, it's easier for you to get the cards, which makes it easier to get the next one, and the next one, and the next one. I think unless two people really know what's going to go on, and the third player's going for that, and you just gang up on them and hose them, but then it becomes a game about stopping that person winning rather than trying to win yourself. I, I think that is probably to do with a number of players. Um, I think because we are three, as you say, these, these games suffer from two players interacting an awful lot. Michael, you and I fought a lot, yep. a great deal more than we fought about against Max. So, so Max, you had much more chan many more chances of actually putting your cubes down because we left you alone to do yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. So I so, just roamed around free space while you two were bickering. You know? ex exactly. So I, I think it is to do with the number of players, not necessarily with um, with the game itself. I, I still consider that it's a little bit of a design flaw and something should be done about it, but it's probably to do with, with the free play. Yeah. So we're reckoning that an even number of players is probably ideal for this either I uh, I think four not an, an, an even number because I don't think this game with two players will be all that fun we like our abstracts so <laughs> I was going to say as a, as a two player abstract it could perhaps work but at the same time I think there are just a lot better abstract games for two players around exactly. so if you were going to play a game like that you, you wouldn't pick this as your first choice no no. But uh, I think I think four is probably the sweet spot as well. Just just someone else just to get in my way would have would have mm. evened that game out a little bit. Whereas I mean it was also quite quick, um, much quicker than I expected. Yeah, e even even if I even if I hadn't been left alone to run away, you guys still had three out of the five planets you need with your fighting, and that only took us what twenty thirty minutes. Yep. So it's it's actually quite a quick game. I, I expected it to. I'm fairly certain the box time for it is sixty minutes. And probably you play all the players. You know, is it up to five players? Yes. So probably you play no, four five players. Up to four players. Yeah. Mistake. So you play the four players. It probably will be a little bit slower because it will be more bat more, more battling and, and therefore less cubes so quickly. Yeah. Um, but you get a bigger map as well with yes. the more advanced maps. All of the start maps are the nine tiles, though. Mm. So definitely interesting that you get different map layouts, as it were. There's a lot of space in this game to enjoy. I think so. Uh, and, and you know, I think it's, it's light enough to be a fairly good gateway games, uh, gateway game for, for another type of games. Because I would say, if, if anybody asks me, I mean, and I keep mentioning this, but I go to Alien Frontiers an awful lot for first players. Really? Yeah. That actually surprises me. I, I go, and people tend to enjoy it. They may not do very well, but I tend to enjoy <laughs> They tend to enjoy it. I think this game would be a lot better for first players yeah. than, than Alien Frontiers, but then Alien Frontiers would be the perfect go-to game after this yep. for being more complex. I really liked it, and it was, it was fun, but I don't know. I'm a bit on the fence about it, actually. It's, 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 like, it's trying too hard to be light when it wants to be deeper, I feel. There's room for quite a lot of strategy, but it just doesn't go quite enough. I... Uh, and to me, that is what makes it a good gateway game, because it's letting you wanting more. Which it actually alludes to in the box. Mm -hmm. You have to look hard to find it. But the little cubes, you need five of them to win. Each of us gets seven of them with our starting equipment. And given that Fun Forge have done expansions in the past, mm. we've seen that, I'd like to think we can see an expansion coming for this, which will add more to it. Uh, for a start, I'd really like to see player powers. 
we've got four very different boards. They've got different arts for the ships on, etc. They're identical. Yeah. There are no player powers. I'm hoping that these two extra cubes are in here so they didn't have to package it with the expansion and we'll see more depth. I mean, we've already seen the Essen expansion, which adds a tile which having your ships there means you gain research. Mm. But there's no planet there to claim. So, perhaps there's more coming for this. I sincerely hope so. I really have enjoyed this game a lot. I, I, I think it's absolutely terrific. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it a lot. I'd want to play it a few more times, I think, mean, to really make my mind up. But as a first play, mm -hmm. it was definitely fun, and I would recommend it to people. This is one of those ones where if someone says, do you want to play Quantum? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Quantum's all right. It's not one that I'm probably going to go, let's get Quantum to the table. It's amazing. But certainly yeah. I've got no objections to anything that happens in this game. And even the player conflict is really quite genial for conflict, you know, you can hammer on each other like me and Paco were this game. Nobody's going to get bent out of shape over it. Yeah, I agree, definitely. You can get in your face without it being personal on any level in this one. So, yeah. Yep, so how many players approve of this game? Three out of three, I think. Yeah, approved, perhaps not excited, but approved. Yes. Agreed. Good quantum. Thank you for listening. Your hosts for this podcast have been Paco, Michael and Max. This podcast has been produced by Michael Chamberlain with help from Paco Garcia. The music has been composed by Kev Anson. We would love to hear from you. Feedback and your questions are always welcome and you can email us at podcast.gmsmagazine.com You can also follow us on Twitter, we are at GMS Magazine and we are on Facebook and Google Plus and we'd be more than happy to talk to you. Remember to subscribe to the GMS Magazine podcast channel in iTunes and please do give us a review and a rating, which is truly appreciated. For more quality shows, listen to our other rooms, the RPG room, the board game room and the interview rooms. But until next time, let the games continue. For reference, Paco is not sat here dressed in bacon. No. For those that wondered. No, because then Max will be licking me all over. And I was going to say, I've already eaten it. <laughs> <laughs> He's naked now. <laughs> <laughs> this is almost worse than the first take. <laughs>